Kia ora and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey with my daily podcast that goes out with my email newsletter via the Kaka on Substack. Today I wanted to go a bit more in depth into the situation around Sam Uffendel, the National MP for Tauranga, who overnight was stood down by his leader Christopher Luxon after more uh, details of his behaviour as a teenager and student uh, were revealed by RNZ to Luxon last night. You've probably seen all the details, and there are a lot more details in the email that has gone out with this podcast. But I wanted to delve into what I think this says about... Christopher Luxon's abilities as the National Party leader, and also how he could have handled things differently. The situation is that when Simon Bridges decided to leave Parliament, his very safe national seat in Tauranga came up for grabs. And an executive for Rabobank New Zealand, relatively low-level executive for Rabobank New Zealand, Sam Uffendel, who had worked in investment banking in Singapore, put his hand up to be the candidate. He is a good-looking, relatively young National Party-supporting family man who often makes his way onto the selection lists for National. And this issue of a lack of diversity is something that uh, will come up. And um, it all seemed to go very smoothly. Uh, He was elected with a clear majority and there were no suggestions publicly uh, during the campaign in the by-election that there was any issues. Then apparently out of the blue on Monday afternoon, Kirsty Johnston, an excellent reporter at Stuff, reported uh, comments from an unnamed man who was at King's College with Sam Uffendel, that Uffendel one night beat up this man with a wooden bed leg to the point where this, at that point, boy in 1999 was badly bruised with cartilage damage. And uh, the attack was so bad that Uffendel was immediately told to leave King's College. He then went on to complete his studies at St Paul's Collegiate. By the way, he was also suspended for three days there for uh, uh, wrongly leaving uh, the uh, school's boarding site for um, unapproved activities. And uh, the uh, man who had been beaten by Uffendel was actually contacted by Uffendel last year. And it uh, appears that um, uh, Uffendel apologised to the man, uh, having returned from New Zealand and feeling remorseful about it, which the man accepted. Then, a few months later, up comes the announcement from Uffendel that he is going to stand for the electorate of Tauranga. Now, what it transpires is that he had told the National Selection Committee 
that about this incident and that he had apologised and that it was now behind him and that he was a changed man who had reformed himself. And National Selection Committee believed that and did not tell the national delegates, who were the ones who actually voted for Uffendal as the national candidate, and did not even tell Christopher Luxon. So the first time Christopher Luxon knew about this was on Monday afternoon, when the final checks were being done for the story by Kirsty Johnston. So what happens then? The story comes out, and yesterday Christopher Luxon decides to fully back Sam Uffendall, saying he believed Uffendall's assurances that this was it, this was the only incident that was problematic, and that he was a changed man. Uh, Christopher Luxon said that uh, he was a Christian and believed in second chances, and essentially uh, responded for 15 minutes to questions about why Uffendall could continue as an MP, and why uh, this needed to be investigated further by saying he was confident this was it, uh, Uffendall was a changed man, deserved a second chance, and it was time to move on. The immediate thought of everyone looking at this is this will not be the end of it, because uh, situations like this, it's rare for there just to be one example of uh, of misdemeanours. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, within seven or eight hours, RNZ's morning report team had contacted Luxon to say that a flatmate of Uffendall's at Otago University uh, in the second year had uh, uh, reported being bullied, abused, intimidated, and essentially driven out of a flat by Uffendall uh, being a bully. Uh, an abuser of alcohol and drugs and who had literally um, smashed up the flat and forced her to jump out the window in fear. Um, Uffendall has denied that any violence happened and that the reports from his flatmate were correct. But Luxon last, late last night said that it was time to investigate this issue further and uh, a QC has been appointed to look at it over the next couple of weeks, and Uffendall has been stood down. And that's what should have been done just before 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon, and certainly before the 6 o'clock newses. What this shows, I think, is a significant series of mistakes. And I think it's worth delving into them a bit, if only to demonstrate the difference between Christopher Luxon and John Key. John Key would not have allowed, I think, this situation to drag on for a minute, let alone 10 hours, and would have been much more aware of the risks that Uffendall was a problem. Let's think about what's actually gone on here. So the Tauranga by-election was the first under Christopher Luxon as National Party leader. Over the last 10 years or so, there have been a series of poor candidate selections and subsequent implosions of national MPs, often in safe seats, 
often young, inexperienced, and in retrospect, entitled, arrogant, gaff-prone uh, uh, MPs who have resigned in disgrace, kicked out, retired, and whatever it is. The, the full list is in the email. This was all under the watch of Peter Goodfellow, the president of the National Party. National has a system for candidate selections which relies a lot on the local branches and electorates. There is, in theory, some oversight by head office, but uh, over the years, perhaps not as much as there should have been, and even to the point where head office has occasionally parachuted people into places and haven't done the right checks. And uh, you can see the full list in the email. Peter Goodfellow was blamed for these poor candidate selections as president of the National Party from 2009 up until last weekend. And he will remain on the board for at least another year, uh, according to his own plans. So Luxon should have known that there was a risk with this candidate selection that the same mistakes were made over again. You'd think that would mean he'd ask people on the candidate selection committee, are there any skeletons in Sam Uffendall's closet? And what do you think the risks are? Because I think a few of the characteristics of good leaders that I've seen and worked for are that they understand that sometimes people don't want to always tell the boss uh, proactively when there's a problem coming. And that means you have to ask some hard questions to tease out the problem that's coming before it arrives. And that hasn't happened in this case, because both Peter Goodfellow and, it turns out, fellow caucus member, senior National MP, Todd McClay, also knew about this incident and either hadn't asked the right questions themselves of Uffendall at the time, or... And this is the only conclusion you can really reach. They didn't think it was that much of a problem and that, frankly, it would not be discovered and therefore would not be a problem. That's, a, that's an issue in itself, uh, but uh, this is something that Luxon should have been aware of or at least attuned to. And I think it shows uh, a couple of the differences between Luxon and John Key. John Key, as a financial markets trader, very successful one, and eventually a leader within Merrill Lynch, uh, demonstrated his ability as a trader to quickly make decisions on limited information, to use his instincts to make the right moves, and then to be ruthless, not only with himself when in a bad position, but also with those underneath him who were not performing or who he believed were risky to him and the company. And uh, he demonstrated those skills again as national leader. And remember, he was national leader in the opposition for a couple of years before he won government, whereas Christopher Luxon literally has only been in parliament uh, for a short period of time and also comes from a different type of corporate background than John Key. The you know, successful formula, it seems, for National is to bring in a non-politician, a success in the business world, put them up there, someone who's engaging with the public, who appears not to be a party hack or extremist, 
and who is there to get things done, make things happen smoothly, and uh, work to have stability. And so Christopher Luxon, as former CEO of Air New Zealand, looked pretty attractive. He shares many of the same apparent characteristics of Key being uh, um, very um, open and jovial and uh, clearly successful in business. But I think there's a few differences. In particular, I think Key, uh, A, had more experience, but B, was more nimble on his feet. And I think had better uh, political nous about how Middle New Zealand felt and how the political environment works and the risks that can crop up. So he was ruthless with what he saw as poor performance and poor character. Christopher Luxon is very early in the job and he may yet prove to have all of those traits that John Key had. But my assessment, having watched him for a while now, is that he hasn't quite got that same deafness of touch or uh, nimbleness or uh, ability to sniff out the problems and the opportunities as a politician. We'll see. And at the moment, it doesn't seem to matter much because the polls show that National are well ahead of Labour and on track to win the next election. But we'll see uh, how that uh, that gap performs over the next 15 months, which is quite a long time in politics, and certainly under the white heat, the real white heat of an election campaign. And in particular, uh, we also assume here that there's a steady state for the government, that they don't change anything. And that, I think, is... Um, naive and optimistic from a national point of view. The government clearly has not won the public's trust this year, but had it a year ago. And the Prime Minister is clearly becoming less and less popular. Uh, but Labour understand that um, they are not up against the John Key and believe that if they can change things, if the political weather changes, maybe even the actual weather changes, they'll be in a position to get a lot tighter. And remember, uh, at the moment, National and Act could govern alone, but we're only talking here about one or two percentage points less in their combined support base, and they would find it difficult because they would essentially need the Māori Party to get by. So, overall there, the moral or the meaning of uh, today's Sam Uffendel story is that Christopher Luxon should have stood down Sam Uffendel the moment he discovered on Friday afternoon on Monday afternoon that there was a problem. And if he didn't do it then, he should have done it yesterday afternoon once he could hear Uffendel talking out loud repeatedly about what he had and hadn't done and who he'd apologised and who he hadn't apologised to. And once he'd had a chance to work out what on earth had gone on inside that selection committee, he knew all that at two o'clock yesterday afternoon, but still backed Uffendal completely. That didn't last longer than about 12 hours. And now he faces a situation where uh, his own judgment about a candidate will be challenged. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was the Dawn Chorus from the Kaka. 
It is Wednesday, the 10th of August. Ka kite anō.